I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. This is the show for you. Watch it. Burris alone. Intercepted, LeVar Arrington. With LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. TJ, I love the way you break the game down. L.A., man, you were drafted by my squad, number two overall, 99. And Plax, man, you were a 757 product. And everybody knew who Plax was growing up around here, man. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion. All right, all right, all right. Happy Championship Saturday to you all. This is Up On Game. It's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. Plexico Burris is off today, but that's okay. We're going to get it in. We're going to have a good time. You can jump on the X. You can check us out at LeVar Arrington, at each 84 at Fox Sports Radio. You can listen live in the iHeartMedia app by searching FSR or Fox Sports Radio. You can also catch up on our podcast. And wherever it is that you get your podcast, enjoy. Guys, it is Championship Saturday. And you know what? It wouldn't be anything better than being able to broadcast live from the TireRack.com studios. 
TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. TJ Hushmanzada, how is your Saturday, sir? Uh, my Saturday is just getting started, but uh, so far, so good. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, um, yeah. Cl- clear skies and palm good. trees, and just gonna watch, watch okay. a lot of football. Watch my son play some basketball, and uh, do the same thing okay. all over again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how about how about just how I about like yourself? That, man. Hey, bro, I'm just recovering from last night, man. I was out with AP and and Champ and and Jesse Armstead. You know Jesse Armstead. Uh, somewhat. I I met him through a, a mutual friend that played with the Giants. Uh, that's from out here. Really good friends with AP. Okay. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We hit Tau up last night, man, for some dinner, and you know the 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 game last night was pretty pretty interesting. You know, I I, I brought my man here to watch one of the kids that you know solo uh davis who solomon who plays for for oregon played for us um at charter oak played with man at charter oak he's at oregon now so we came in to vegas to watch the game i gotta tell you um i kind of enjoy going to games now i i really wasn't into going to watch football games in person man It, it wasn't one of my things but you know, right through here, I've really gotten to to start enjoying going to see them again. You know, I'll enjoy, I really like watching them, like, from the comf- comfort and the confines of my home. Every once in a while, I'd like to watch it from a sports bar, but you know what? I've I've really gotten into watching them. Have you, have you gone to, to many games at all lately? No. And I'm, I'm pretty much <laughs> on the same page as you, LeVar. It's like... I can't see myself in the stands watching a game. It just feels weird. And so the first right. game, the first game that I've ever sat in the stands, uh, my son being a big fan of Lamar Jackson. And so when the Ravens played the Rams, this is a it's a few years ago now out here. Um, I got field passes, took my son on the field. So he was able to meet Lamar Jackson during pregame warmups and things of that nature. And then, we sat in the stands, and the Ravens blew them out. So we left midway through the third quarter. That was my first time in my life actually sitting in the stands and watching the game. And I'm trying to think. I don't think I've done it since. I've been in the box, but, like, actually sitting in the stands, uh, yeah, I haven't done it since, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one time with my son. But I'm sure because, like you just said, you took your son – as my son gets older, that will probably be something that I will do more often because that's something he wants to do. But so far, man, yeah, I'm with you on that. It just feels awkward. Like I'm sitting in the stands. I've never yeah, been been in a stadium and, and watched a game just from this viewpoint. It's just different. Yeah. I, I, it's so crazy to me because I'm just now really, really starting to like feel a connection to it as a fan. It's kind of weird. Um, college football, football in general is, is a really, really cool sport to watch um, as a fan if you can get into it. And, and 
outside of maybe the traffic and all of the people, the mad dash when the game is over, other than that, I, I really loved it, man. Like, I really loved going to Penn State all this year and doing all kinds of cool things. But you mentioned Lamar Jackson, and it's kind of cool that, you know, it's championship Saturday, as I mentioned, and Louisville is one of the, one of those games, uh, one of those teams that are playing this weekend. So, you know what? I was going to give it to Bo. But you know what, Bo? Let's line them up and let's knock them down. So, you give us the game and, and TJ, let's let's – Let's line it up and let's knock down these these games that are are coming our way um, for champion Saturday. And if we get through it before the uh, before the break, then you know what, we'll move on. But if we don't, then we're going to keep going on these games because this is one of the most important, if not the most important, Saturdays leading up to uh, the NCAA, the, the the college football playoffs. So, Bo, what we got, man? Talk to us. Uh, Bo doesn't want to talk to you. Bo, yeah, you there? Sir. Is Bo in the room? <laughs> oh, Bo. Is he there? All right. Okay. We got a little, we got a little, <laughs> okay. we got a little music so, All right. Yeah. We got a little Sam is, Okay, Sam's, Bo. All right. Sam's let's go. Sam's filling me in on what's going on here. So uh, the first championship game today is the okay. uh, number 18 Oklahoma State taking on number seven Texas in the uh, Big 12 championship game. Then we head to uh, number one Georgia taking on number eight Alabama in the let's SEC championship. Let's stay there. Let, let, let's yeah, just let's, say let's Oklahoma stay State, Texas. Texas. What you got, TJ? I mean, for me, this this may be the easiest. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it is not. I, I'll refrain from that. I believe Texas is going to win this game, win by two scores. Quinn Ewers, uh, since that Alabama game, once they beat Alabama, Texas was on a high, and then they lose to Oklahoma in a heartbreaker. And, and then Quinn Ewers goes out, AC joint sprain. And, and Quinn Ewers at one point was talking about being a first-round pick this season. I believe he will go back to school and be the number one quarterback drafted next year, but Texas has way too much firepower, way too many good players, uh, at least in my opinion, for Oklahoma State to make this a close game. They'll score their points, and it'll be somewhat competitive early on. But I, like I said, I think Texas wins this game by two scores. Hmm. I'm going with you on this one. I think Texas will win this game. You know, they they would move ahead of Oregon and Ohio State, but would still need some help. Um, they would need Georgia, Florida State, or Michigan to lose in order to have to get into the college football playoff. Look for Texas to be the type of team that is just brutal up front. They, they will be strong, very strong up front. They will impose the, the running game on, on Oklahoma State. I think that this lines up in terms of matchup-wise, a very, very um, lopsided matchup. O- OSU can run the ball. They got Ollie's number zero. Look for him. He can run the ball. Very, very dynamic running. We'll give them some yards, give them some big play, some exciting football to see. But I think Texas will be too much for, for Oklahoma State in the end. All right, so the next championship game up after this one is, of course, number one Georgia taking on number eight Alabama in the SEC championship game. Now, this game is going to be an interesting game. 
we are, we all saw last week what happened with Alabama, man. There ain't no way they should have won that game. And when I say ain't no way they should have won that, it ain't no way that that defensive coordinator from Auburn would be my coach <laughs> once we got back into that locker room also. But we're not talking about that. Right. I don't see how Alabama can win this game. I don't see a road to victory for Alabama. Georgia is hmm. better at every position on the field. Better O-line, better quarterback. Uh, Alabama may be equal at the skill players on the offensive side of the ball, but Alabama doesn't have a quarterback that Georgia has. I, Georgia just has a better team, and Georgia has been the better team. Alabama um, – they escaped. Like, dude, fourth and goal from the 31-yard line and the Auburn defensive coordinator rushed two and you spied the quarterback? Why are you spying the quarterback? You really think he's going to score a touchdown on fourth and 31? But I digress. You spied the quarterback on fourth and 31. Like, what? Who? I've never seen anything like it. Right. But I just don't believe Alabama – uh, can keep up with Georgia. Georgia is, and we can get into this later, they're the best team in the country, possibly. I didn't think so um, until last night, but uh, we can get into that later. But, yeah, I think Georgia wins this game fairly easy. Hmm. I, I'm torn. I'm torn in this game because – if you if you recall some of these games this this season, Georgia has struggled at times too, and they have been on the ropes um, by teams this season as well. Found a way to to you know shore the ship and get get out of the games and win the games, but they have had their moments where they looked susceptible to possibly losing. Alabama is just one of those teams. They have so many resources. We t- I've talked about this plenty of times. The amount of coaching and, on, and coaches on their coaching staff and the way they're prepared. Again, I would, I would assume that they're going to be as prepared as they possibly can be, which you have the same thing on Georgia's side as well. But there's something about Alabama and big games and Nick Saban and his his resume that says to me this is a dangerous ass game for Georgia. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm really basing it off of other than the fact that I think that their preparation for this game will be at a very, very high level, TJ. And I'm a, I'm anticipating that Alabama is going to be a serious problem for Georgia, so much so to the to the to the uh I guess conclusion that I believe Alabama is going to pull off this win. Now, by them beating the Bulldogs. Not happening. Yeah, I think so. Nah. I think it's going to happen. Auburn. So, with that I just look said, at the games, LeVar. Like, Auburn, they're, they're not a good football team. And they had been. And I know it's the Iron Bowl and you, and you get up for it. It's in-state rival. But Georgia's a team. And, and Auburn is trying to get nah, they there. Are, they're a dynasty right now. And, and it's like – when you struggle that way, I, I just don't see how you're consistently going to move the ball against a Georgia defense. The quarterback, uh, you, you're not scrambling for all those yards against Georgia like you've done in weeks past. You're, you're not going to do it. 
they're going to put pressure on a quarterback. And their defensive coordinator is smart enough to understand how to keep a guy in the pocket. He's a good athlete. Milrow, he'll make his plays. But I, I just don't see Alabama being able to have enough offense to make this a competitive game. I, I just don't I don't see I don't see where it's gonna come unless Milrow and that Alabama offense they play the game of their lives or the game of their season. I don't see where the offense is gonna come from. They haven't done it all season. Yeah, I just think that this is just one of those games. It's one of those weekends. Alabama seems to have the ability to be able to bring to the table where they're able to win the game. And I'm 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 really seriously leaning on I'm leaning in the direction of Alabama to to go in and and win this SEC championship. So that's my pick. You got Georgia. That's that's our first uh, disagreement Ooh. on this whole thing. But we're going to continue. Yeah, we're going to continue LeVar, the conversation. If, if they you're make listening it, to Up On Game. Ooh. If, if Alabama wins this, that college football playoff going to be shook up. But, yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because people got to handle their business today. And then the question becomes, do you put two SEC teams in depending on how these games play out? So there's so much drama that's going to play out today, uh, especially if some of the games go the way that, well, maybe some of us are thinking. But we're going to continue to talk about these games. We're going to get to the rest of those games on the other side of the break. This is Up On Game. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, as I mentioned, we will continue to talk about Championship Saturday. All right, it's Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Dynasty the king, king. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right. Welcome back in. It is up on game. And this is live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Shortly after the show, make sure you check out our podcast. It'll be going up. If you miss any of today's show, any other show, just be sure to check out the podcast. Just search up on Gang wherever it is you get your podcast from. And be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Please, again, just search up on Gang wherever it is you get your podcast. And you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. All right, TJ, let's let's keep it going, man. Uh, Bo, what's the next game we got, man? All right, so we have an honorable mention for the uh, American Athletic Championship <laughs> between SMU and uh, number 22 Tulane. Uh, the big game after that, uh, number two Michigan taking on uh, number 16 I- I- Iowa. I- I've never heard of them. Iowa. I don't know who they are. Uh, they probably don't matter, but yeah, it's a big 10 championship. Yeah. And we do have Iowa Sam in the building. Um, uh, hi, Bo, hi. So I'm interested. I'm curious to hear. I, I, I'd love to get your reaction to what we have to say, Sam. So, TJ, uh, how you feeling about the Iowa game in, in Michigan? Michigan is on a mission, man. And Iowa yeah, will just are. be collateral damage along the way in this journey, man. Michigan, hell of a football team. And Harbaugh is back. So for Harbaugh, it's like, you know, it's like a player coming back from injury and you're a main player on the team and you really just can't wait to play. That's Harbaugh as a coach, man. He's excited. I'm sure he has those butterflies because he hasn't been on the sideline in weeks. But Michigan, man, they're a machine. Michigan is a machine, can beat you up on both sides of the ball. Uh, And like I said, Iowa – 
this offense, <laughs> this offense that Iowa has, man. If I don't know what the over under is, bet the under because Iowa ain't scoring no points, and with Michigan defense, they probably wouldn't score them anyway. Iowa can't they? They don't score points on against anybody. They don't score. No, they the don't. Fact, no. The fact that Iowa is in the Big Ten championship with this offense is a crazy testament to those guys on defense and that defensive coordinator. Iowa's offense is anemic. Michigan is going to roll them. I mean, that kind of. In my mind, I want to say Iowa matches up very well up front with Michigan. And if you can match up well with them up front, then there's a chance you can make the game competitive. Now, in any other circumstance, that's where I would be living with this, TJ. But you made the the biggest point, and I think the biggest point of this game is Jim Harbaugh is coming back for this game. And Sharon has done an amazing job filling in in his absence. This team has been a them against the world type of mentality. I just don't see how the emotions and and the game planning, the feelings connected to uh, this this game, aren't aren't in in favor of Michigan. So I look at this game and I think that's a it's an easy one to call that Michigan will find a way to 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 establish their run game as they've done. I've seen this team in person two times this season and and they are they are pretty um they're a pretty special group. Um they know how to run the the two running backs are are built to be able to run behind that big powerful offensive line. Um, I I just think they're just such a well balanced team, and as you mentioned, their defense is really good. So to have a, a team like Iowa that isn't great on either side of the ball, they're in the I think they're ranked in the hundreds on both sides. Man, of the offense, ball. the offense, they gotta be in the bottom. Bottom, bottom, bottom of all of college football, man. They're terrible on offense, man. Terrible. Yeah, they're, they're in the hundreds. I mean, if you're in the hundred, if you're ranked in the hundreds in college football, you are um, not to be good. playing in a championship so, game. Yeah. And, and that, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into the whole why Iowa is there and and all that stuff. They've earned their their ticket to the game, but. As you mentioned, TJ, I think I think Michigan is just their team of destiny. I think they're going to be too much for for Iowa today, but I, I think it'll be competitive at points during the game. I just don't know for how long and and at what points those are. So, how you feel about that, Iowa, Sam? How, how does that make you feel? Is there any inaccuracies there? No, listen, mo- yeah, what you guys are saying is uh, pretty on par. I'll just say Iowa. You know, they they kind of win in the margins. You know, kind of in like an NFL team. Like they're going to do a little, little this, little of that. Things you don't really see on paper. Uh, I, I, but I look at all the boxes and and it's like Iowa or. Michigan, who checks the box? It's Michigan for every single box except maybe punting. You know, they have a better defense than Iowa. They certainly have a better offense than Iowa. Uh, better defensive line, better offensive line, better talent, better game plan. You know, Iowa's still got Brian Ferentz for one more game. Maybe he'll call the game of his life, but I don't know if it'll matter. So um, I just hope that uh, it doesn't turn into what it was two years ago, which was 42 3. Um, you know, so hopefully they show up a little better than that, maybe because the disrespect that they've been getting all week and pr- probably warranted disrespect, but the, 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 the disrespect they've been getting all week has uh, maybe riled them up and they come out and they, they put up a good half of football. But it's hard, to, it's hard to find any way that Iowa can win this game unless Michigan shoots themselves in the foot with some turnovers, you know, uh, 
you know, half a dozen uh, missteps by Michigan might help Iowa out, but I don't see that happening. Well right. said. Well okay. said. There you go. Iowa knows his stuff. Uh, Iowa Sam, that is. But we got any more? Yeah, the last Did we one. Do Florida State, Louisville. Yeah, that's the last one. Number fourteen, Louisville, and number four, Florida State, in the ACC championship. What you thinking, TJ? Can you, hey, hey, Bo? Can you give me those rankings once again? Number fourteen, Louisville, number and number four. four, Florida State. And it will be the first upset of the day. Wow. Well, and I don't know if you call this calling this. Yeah, why wouldn't you call this? Who's going to play quarterback for Florida State? Uh, we we right. don't know. Jordan Travis, uh, unfortunately, had a terrible injury. And then the backup comes in, I believe, Tate Rodemaker. And then he gets injured with a, with a head injury, which was odd because he, he, he got hurt, got removed from the game, and then went back in the game. And now he may not play, and so somebody wasn't doing a job uh, to let him reenter that game last week. But you're already playing with a backup quarterback, and that game was a struggle, and they kind of turned it on at the end. Um, ooh, this boy from Texas, oh, got caught. Uh, they turned it on at the end, but now you're playing a Louisville team with who at quarterback? Who's going to be your quarterback? And it sucks for Florida State because be Rodemaker. Even if it is Rodemaker, they're still going to lose. Um, that a special season going. This was a special season for Florida State, and to have Jordan Travis get injured so late in the season, it, it, it sucks for those players, that locker room, that team, that institution. But this is this is sports, you know. There at times you just have unfortunate incidents like this that occur with a key player. Uh, but Louisville can play some football now. Louisville, uh, really good on offense. Former player as their head coach, that is an offensive guy. I, I expect Louisville to upset the uh, Florida State Seminoles. And uh, now, when they ups- upset Florida State. It's going to have college football playoff implications. Who will be that team that moves into that spot? That will be the key. But, yeah, I, I like Louisville Cardinals uh, to beat the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, that seems to be the consensus of what people are looking at. There's an upset alert that's on the uh, horizon here. I'm not I'm not falling on that. Uh, I don't fall on that side of it. I think Florida State is going to be able to establish the run against Louisville. I think they'll be able to sustain the run and move the ball against Louisville. I think all you need is Rodemaker, if he is indeed going to be the quarterback in this game, to manage the game and not get outside of himself. And Florida State's defense can play defense. So just play your defense. Play your game. Don't get caught up into all of the, you know, the confusion or the letdown of 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 you know you losing Jordan Travis to to the injury, sure it's it's a big difference. Sure it's going to to make a difference, but you're too close. You know it's 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 you you always say it's one one game at a time. It's a one game season. Win every week. This is literally one more game. One this one game. I just don't see Florida State with the type of season that they had. I just don't see them letting it get away that way 
this weekend. So I'm gonna I'm go with the Knowles, man. I'm, I'm you know they they look to have rejuvenated some of the, the the Florida State football that we've seen in the past that we come to know and and all became fans of when we watched them in the '90s. I I see Florida State pulling this game out. So there you go. Wow. That's our our look at it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I feel pretty pretty strong about it. Um So here we go. Like let's uh let's get an update from Isaac Lowencron and then we'll talk a little bit about maybe who's going to be this Heisman Trophy winner. But until then, let's get our Heisman of of Sports Talk Radio. It's yeah, Isaac Lowencron. That's what, what you I'm got, talking about. I'll tell you what, a fast start in the Big 12 championship game, fellas, for Texas against Oklahoma State. Here's how it started for the Longhorns. Viewers from the gun, has the snap, fake toss, rolls back right, looks to throw to the end zone, caught, Adelaide Mitchell, touchdown Texas. A.D. right by the corner pylon, excellent play fake by Quinn Ewers, rolling back to the open side of the field, and A.D. Mitchell puts Texas on the board. Craig Way the call on KVET, and then moments ago, a 54-yard catch and run by Xavier Worthy set up Quinn Ewers on a fake reverse, throwing a 24-yard touchdown pass to Jatavion Sanders. So with eight and a half minutes left to play in the first quarter in the Big 12 championship game from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, it's seventh-ranked Texas leading number 18 Oklahoma State 14 to nothing. And with the college football playoff debate in full swing today on college Game Day, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey advocated for Georgia and Alabama's candidacy for college football playoff spots in almost a pro-wrestling-like way. Listen. Well, let's go back to, like, Sesame Street, so we're really basic. One of these things is not like the other, and that's the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> so we have five of the top 15. We have five of the top 15, and our teams are playing everyone in the, in the conference. Um, they're all attached. They have to overcome a lot of adversity, intense environments, are going to be close games, but the reality is there's been no one that's experienced the success in the postseason, the college football playoff that we have. So when you put us up actually against the teams rather than in committee rooms, we stand alone. In other words, what you gonna do when the Southeastern Conference runs wild on you? Hey, I like that. Oh, I like. Okay. I like that. Back to you guys. Okay. All right, Isla. Okay. I see what you did there. I like Very creative. That. Isaac's the goat. Very creative. Very creative. He is the goat. I like he it. Is the goat. All right. LSU. Jaden Daniels. I was listening after the game last night, which, by the way, I got to see Penix and uh, Bo Nix. Um, that was a really, it was a really cool game to watch. Uh, obviously, Washington punched their ticket into the college football playoff last evening, and a lot of it had to do with the way Penix played. Man, he he's a beast, bro. I remember when he he pulled Indiana to the season that they did during the COVID COVID year. Um, just a very very dynamic player, does so much, can throw the ball. I mean, his accuracy last night was pretty pretty phenomenal but make no mistake about it man Jaden Daniels he's a beast he's a beast and the reason why I brought up last night being with AP obviously AP was one of the ones that probably was the main catalyst of getting him to ASU um, he ends up going to Arizona State but leaves to go to LSU to, to finish out his college career it's paying dividends TJ 
I, I would say this before I, I give it to you, hand it off to you. I don't understand. And maybe last week was the reason why it's not going to happen, which is very sad because I think if they do go to Marvin Harrison Jr. like they should have in that game, it, I think the outcome is probably different versus Michigan. But they didn't, and maybe that's the reason why. But I do believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best football player in all of college football. But who do you see being being the guy right now today that is – you know, the the favor for that Heisman. Just to help my good people out, when LeVar references AP, just know he's talking Antonio Pierce people, just so you oh, know. Oh, I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, my I, apologies. I, 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 I Coach, Coach Antonio Pierce. <laughs> um, Coach Antonio Pierce. Listen, for me, Michael Penix is a sniper. He's accurate. He, he wasn't even – I don't think last night was his best football game. And he was very he good. He, he's he so calm in the pocket. That offensive line does a great job of protecting him. And he, he understands that. But he has really good receivers. He's extremely accurate with the ball. But prior to this game, and this game being Oregon and Washington, and even after this game, I had Jaden Daniels as a Heisman Trophy winner. He had done something we've never seen before. He threw for over 400 yards and ran for over 200. Uh, when when have you ever seen that? You'll, you'll never see that again. And so it's not his fault that LSU can't play defense. That's not his fault. The Titan, oh, they have three losses. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. You remember in 2011, a guy by the name of RG3? Baylor yeah. was 10-3. He won the Heisman Trophy. You remember in 2016, uh, unanimous MVP, guy by the name of Lamar Jackson? He won the Heisman Trophy. Louisville was what? Oh, they're 9-4. and four. Okay. That's so long ago. You know, back then, you know, the, that didn't really matter. It was so long ago. Oh, let's go to last year. <laughs> Caleb Williams won it. Right. Caleb Williams. USC right. went 11 and 3. And so yep. don't give me this. His team, they have three losses, just like the Heisman Trophy winner from last year's team had three losses. He is the best player in college football. And you said Marvin Harrison is. I disagree. Jaden Daniels is the best player in college football what he has done this year his turnaround uh and his accuracy throwing the football compared to last year and i'm happy exactly. for him because i saw this young man work his ass off anytime he had a break from lsu he was working and i saw it firsthand i witnessed it i, I it wasn't like oh uh, and so when you put the work in and you invest in yourself, these are the results that you get. Man, this boy worked. I was like, Jaden, you ain't got school? Oh, yeah, we got a break. Anytime he had a break, he was out here working. Anytime he had a break, he was out here working, getting better, working on his, his footwork and, and, and making sure everything was from the ground up, throwing the football and the progress he put on a ton of weight. So for me, 
Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner. It should be no discussion. He's the best player in college football. He can't help it that his defense can't stop a nosebleed. Mm. Okay, well, I like your opinion. It's a strong one. There's clearly a personal connection here to and, and I will Daniels. Say, and if I will y'all s- out there, if y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Le- no, LeVar, and I will say this, though. I wouldn't say it's a personal connection. Like, when I see when we see each other, we say hello, we speak. Um, but it's not a personal connection. Like, I know him very well. We speak to each other. Okay. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? How's school going? Boom. It, it, it's not like uh, relationships that I've had with other players. It's not You're like just admiring from afar. Yeah, like, we say what's up. He'll speak to me. My guys catch for – but it, it's, it's not that type of relationship. I just would see him out there because I'm out there, and it was often – and so I see the work that he put in. I was seeing it. And, and so to yeah. see that it paid off for him, I know for him that's gratification because I know he knows what he did and the the things that he, the, the sacrifices of being a college student that he had to make because, you know, you want to be out. You want to be out having fun. And he had wow. to sacrifice that to make himself a better football player, and he did. I buy it. All I'm going to say is his mama call him Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going to call him Marvin Harrison Jr. That's all I'm going to say. Is, is I, I think that boy is too too cold in, 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 in this football game. But if it's Jaden Daniels, it's Jaden Daniels. Sounds like he's the guy that's going to get the Heisman. He's the front runner at this point. So you heard it here from TJ Hushmanzada. That is TJ Hushmanzada. I am LeVar Arrington. Yeah, we're doing some analytical work, some expert work, almost like we're on FS1 right now. You know, we're giving you that, that knowledge. We're giving you that, that real professional approach. No joking, no giggles and all that stuff. We're just getting straight to it. It's up on game. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, uh, well, we'll talk some more football, of course. All right. It's Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Welcome back in. It's up on game. We're live from Tyrac.com studio. It's TJ Hutchinsada. I'm LeVar Arrington. Plex is out for the day. It's all right. We knocking it down. We got hour two coming up on you as well. It's coming very quickly. We'll bring Cuffs the Legend on as well to talk some round ball with everyone. But before we do that, we got one more segment in this hour. And TJ, I got to transition into the pros here for a moment because I've been looking at Buffalo and I'm like, you know, Buffalo is one of those teams. I'd say they're a bipolar team. Like you'll get one Buffalo one weekend, you'll get another Buffalo another weekend. And sometimes it's really, really good. And you're like, oh, this is the team that can go to the Super Bowl, go to the playoffs and be a competitor. And then you'll get a a Buffalo team where you're like, man, can they even make the playoffs? Some crazy news comes out of of the Buffalo uh, organization. Um, Von Miller, um, he's obviously, he's he's gotten, I guess he, the arrest did take place, I believe. Bo, am, am, Ilo, is Ilo around? He is turned that, himself in. Is this in. correct, Ilo, that, that oh, he turned himself in? Okay. Um, and, and that's based off of, are you there, Ilo? Yeah, I'm here. Do we have the details? Do we have the details on what took place with, with that scenario? Uh, yeah, I can kind of um, unravel them for you here. Um, this okay. right. uh, obviously happened um, yesterday. Well, well, it basically, uh, the news basically broke yesterday in terms of what happened in the Dallas area. Um, so basically, uh, the charge was a felony domestic violence uh, against uh, Von Miller. So uh, this is basically a suburb of Dallas. He turned himself in yesterday, and the charge was third-degree felony assault of a pregnant woman. So this was initially reported uh, that the alleged victim in this case uh, was a woman who Von Miller had been in a relationship for seven years. Uh, They had children together, and uh, she told police officers that she was six weeks pregnant, uh, and the disturbance happened uh, Wednesday, mid to late morning. uh, Dallas police responded. Uh, There was a verbal argument, and then he allegedly uh, assaulted her at that time. Um, 
Um, according to details of the complaint, he followed her into an office and Miller allegedly pushed and shoved her uh, at one point, taking out his phone to try and record uh, the altercation. He then allegedly uh, pushed her. She fell into a chair and then applied pressure to her neck for between three and five seconds, which caused her uh, pain, obviously, uh, according to the complaint. So those are some of the details among the things observed. Minor abrasions on um, on her left hand, bruising to her neck, and, and what is termed in the report, injuries consistent with applied pressure on the neck. Jeez. I mean, I hope the, the young lady is okay. I hope Vaughn gets the help that he needs to, to help him through that situation. I, I'd say just quick on that one, he needs to leave her alone. And she needs to leave him alone. They need to to make amends on that and move forward. As it applies to to the Bills losing him once again, they lost him to injury last year. Now they're losing him to something different off the field issue. I mean, in 30 seconds, TJ, can the Bills do it? With everything that's going on, can they do it? They have the talent. They're coming off a bye week. Coming off a bye week, next week they play the Chiefs, and then the Cowboys and the Chargers. You say the Chargers aren't good, but the Chargers have talent. Um, mm-hmm. The talent says yes. Um, oh, that's a tough question, man. Well, we're going to keep answering those questions and asking those questions. This is Up On Game. We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.